it's not all about the money for me. I just want to fight the best in the world. Yeah. And I want to be the best in the world. So um, the UFC is, I don't even, I'm not even looking at anything else but the UFC. This is the Wichita Live Podcast. I am Landon Huslake, host of the Wichita Live Podcast and curator of the Wichita Live ICP Instagram. Our guest today is Stephen the Ninja Win. Stephen is a mixed martial arts fighter who was born and raised in Wichita with a dream of fighting in the UFC. He is part of a new breed of well-rounded MMA fighters on the come up to the big leagues. We discuss his history with martial arts, his training, and his thought process behind fighting. Stephen is a humble guy with a bright future. Enjoy my conversation with Stephen Wynn. How's it going, Stephen? I'm doing good, man. Just uh, got done training. And yeah. Stuff too, myself. So Every day. Feel good. Just got done eating. This is the best part of the day, just winding down at the end of Relax the Relax a little bit. It's <laughs> yeah. good stuff, man. So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself that might not know who you are. Uh, well, first off, my name is Stephen Wynn. Uh, I was born and raised here in Wichita, Kansas. Um, I'm a professional MMA fighter. I'm undefeated right now, and uh, I'm on my way up to the UFC, I feel like, and it's, it's coming very soon, and yeah, I'm just excited, and I mean, that's a pretty quick brief oh, you yeah, know, just perfect, about dude. myself, but yeah, for sure. we'll probably get more into that a little later. But Absolutely. You know. So what high school did you go to? Uh, I went to Heights. Okay. Heights. Cool. I went awesome. to Heights here. I graduated 2011. Very cool. Okay. So, I'm a 2011 grad as well. Yeah? So for, uh, where'd Andover, you go? Andover Central. Andover? So, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. I graduated from uh, Heights, and uh, I wrestled there. Okay. It was uh, in our my, my senior year. We won the we won. Let's see, we won five state championships my senior year. Jeez. So it was crazy. Oh yeah, Heights was really good. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Senior, uh, yeah, and we won wrestling too. So that was pretty cool to just like be a part of that. So that's sweet, man. Yeah. So I guess that's part of it. But what's, what other history in martial arts do you have? You have wrestling in high school, but. <coughs> well. Um, so I, I started when I was like five years old, man. Uh, I did, my mom and my parents put me into karate. Okay. And then like I did karate for a couple of years and then I did taekwondo for a couple of years. And I've always like, I've always fell in love with like anything martial arts. Like yeah. I've always watched like Bruce Lee, Jackie oh, yeah. Chan, any, anything that has action in it, you know. I've actually, I remember watching the very first UFC ever. Really? Uh, it was like 1993. It was like the yeah. year I was born, but like a couple years later when I was like, I just, I was like, probably like eight or nine years old my dad had like the old cast uh, that's video sweet. that's in your blood that's and cool I, yeah i put it in there and i saw the very very first fight and i just remember this this i the first fight that i saw it was like this uh, this big old like wrestler guy probably like 230 pounds and it, there was no weight classes back right it was just and anything he, goes he fought against this guy named royce gracie which is a pioneer of the sport now the guy was maybe like a buck fifty you know, and I was like, "There's no way this guy's gonna get destroyed." But he used he used his jujitsu and oh, yeah. and beat them in the first round. I was like, "Man, I was like, I'm that guy. I'm the small <laughs> guy right now. I'm I'm that guy. I need to learn this." So, um, I know that I've already, like I said, throughout my whole as I was growing up, it sparked my interest in fighting. Through that, just I've always had it in my blood, like I, like sure. I said. But uh, transitioning into uh, when I was like 13, 14, 15 years old, I started doing like jujitsu. Mm-hmm. I started doing kickboxing. I found an MMA gym. A friend uh, introduced me to an MMA gym. And I just remember walking in there and seeing like a 
boxing ring for the first time, seeing like a cage for the first time. I thought it was like the coolest thing. Oh yeah. And I had karate experience back then. So I walked in, I was like, oh, you know, I know what I'm doing, but as soon as I got hit in the face, I was like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> a little this bit is this is completely different. But that's what got me hooked. I just like I stayed on it. And uh then you know my coach was like, hey you need to wrestle in high school, get well rounded. So I wrestled in high school. So by by the time I was like 16 years old i've been doing jujitsu wrestling like kind of everything yeah, i didn't nice. really grow yeah. up with i grew up with the karate base but i kind of grew up doing everything yeah, you gotta start somewhere sure. i just i grew up doing everything so did when you were younger did you do like competition karate taekwondo mm-hmm. cool yeah we did like a bunch of tournaments and stuff uh a bunch of taekwondo tournaments and stuff like that we traveled around stuff like that very cool we did a bunch of tournaments so cool i was kind of already used to the competitive nature of like getting in there and, right and competing at least yeah sure so so then, like, kickboxing, when did you start incorporating that? Was that kind of around the same time? Uh, uh, no, uh, kickboxing probably, uh, like, 15. Cool. I was 15, and uh, the gym, I'm, I'm still with the same coach now. That's yeah? a cool thing. Yeah, the guy that first taught me, Andy Zerger. Shout out to my coach, Andy Zerger. <laughs> but uh, he's still my coach now to this day. He's taught me everything I know about kickboxing. And, um, yeah, I started when I was 15 years old, and... I did a bunch of what we call smoker fights. So smoker okay. fights are fights that don't count on your record. Oh, cool. Uh, I was only 15, exhibition so I could yeah. yeah, exhibition. So I could I technically couldn't fight even amateur. You had to be like 17 or 18. Okay, didn't know that. So, uh, yeah, so I was doing these little smoker fights, stuff like that, before I even went amateur. <laughs> and they were all kickboxing fights. Cool, so okay. I definitely had a lot of kickboxing experience as well. All right. Is it hard to go back and forth between like full-out MMA to kickboxing? Like instincts kick in to want to like grapple or anything like that in kickboxing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's but the thing is, thing about me is I did kickboxing first. Okay, so I I was already used sure, to yeah. competing like that, and then MMA second, like wrestling and stuff second. So like, you know, I mean, I know the rules stuff like that. So yeah, that makes sense. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't have a huge. I don't have much history in martial arts at all. At all, but my what was it into my freshman year of college. So t- spring twenty twelve, I worked out a little bit at La Silva. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Valor and, now, formerly okay, Silva. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I did a little bit of uh, jujitsu there, and so yeah. that was that was fun. That was a good yeah, time. Yeah, I trained there now too uh, yeah. with uh, one of their head coaches, Marcio. Marcio yeah, Devon. so he was yeah he was there. Um, so I did it in the spring, and then I didn't do much in the summer, just busy with whatever. And then that fall, I took a class at Wichita State, and he was the professor there. He oh, would, he would come to campus mm-hmm, and teach mm-hmm. us. So that was really cool. Yeah, it's crazy. Marcio is a good guy. He's uh, one of my training partners, and. Uh, he just had his last fight. Not that I long. saw that. So, um, yeah, he's a great guy for sure. Good fighter. Let's see here. So, were you? I mean, you had all this different experience. Did you think you were going to be like a professional fighter, like from middle school, or was that just just wanted to be well rounded and <coughs> fighting in general just for fun? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I had no idea I was going to compete. Uh, I had no idea at all. Like, I just I just love training. And, you know, I had no, well, my parents at first, my parents didn't even know at all, like, that was even training. Yeah. So my parents are very traditional Asian parents, you mm-hmm. know, they don't want me to, they didn't, I mean, they're my biggest fans now, don't get me wrong, but when I first started, like, you know, they just wanted me to be in school, like, my dad is a pharmacist, so he's kind of, like, in the medical, he's like, if you get hurt, <laughs> you know, don't come to me, like, you're not, you I know. told you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, at first, uh, I kept it a secret, and, uh. You know, I did some fights, stuff like that, without them knowing, stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> after a while, after a while, uh, you know, I was like, you know, I just, I, it came, I was like, I need to tell them. So I told them they came to a fight, and it was, 
I think for them it was like the most craziest experience because they've never seen oh, that man, before. I yeah. mean, imagine going to your very first fight, seeing someone getting punched in the face. Well, good thing I won in like forty six seconds. Yeah, so yeah. that was good. <laughs> that helps. But uh, I think they start they started seeing how much work is put behind it, and that I'm not just going out there and just I don't know like they. It's kind of a new sport, yeah. MMA, so some people might think it's, it's just human cockfighting. There's, but these guys out here, we're athletes. We're professional athletes. We, there's so much more than just going out there and fighting. Like It's a lot of hard work. Oh, you yeah. know? And I think they saw that, so now they support me, so we're good. Sure. sure. <laughs> it's cool, too, that you had so much, just everything growing up. Because a lot yeah. of guys, I mean, the past, whatever, 10 or 15 years of UFC, it's been like you were a wrestler in college and then you right. became a fighter right. or you were right. a boxer and then – but you kind of yeah. had it I from had the get-go. It. Yeah, yeah I, I guess a lot of people – I'm kind of like the new generation of yeah. people these days, like kids these days that grew up just doing all – just straight up just MMA. It's like they don't really have one solid background mm-hmm. of just going up, growing up doing MMA. And that's that's what it's all about now. And that's I guess that's what I'm trying to represent as well. I'm one of the new breed out here. Yeah, yeah. So that's a awesome. new level. So – during your amateur career, at what point did you realize like I could actually like make a living doing this or be professional? Was there like um, one fight or just kind of build up over time? Yeah, so like it, like like I said, at first I didn't even know that I was gonna fight. My coach was like, you know, you should just do a smoker fight, see how it goes. And I, like I said, after that first fight, I got addicted. But um, yeah, I went fourteen and one as an amateur. I did a bunch of boxing fights, even more kickboxing fights, yeah. MMA fights, all combined together, fourteen and one. But um, I think after my first couple fights, so after high school, I moved to Florida oh, wow. for, for training. Mm-hmm. Like I'm all like you know, and I think that's when um, that's when I was like you know I want, I really really want to do this. I went to Florida and I trained at um, this gym called the Jungle MMA, and this guy Seth Petrozelli was there at that okay. time, and he's a uh, he. I don't know if you know who Kimbo Slice. Is, oh yeah, oh yeah. But he knocked out Kimbo Slice, and I I and this just <laughs> recently happened. So going there, and I saw him, and I was kind of like. Not anymore. Me, me and Seth are like good friends. Of I was kind of starstruck. I was like, man, like that's the guy. That's right a big there. deal. Yeah, that's the guy that was on TV. I was only an amateur at this time. I was like 18 years old, you know, in the gym, just looking at me, like, dang, this is so cool. So I did a couple fights for that gym, represented that gym. I lived in Florida for like two years, and I went undefeated. And like, you know, I think I just I believed in myself. I knew I could do it, and I kept going with it. And here I am now. So that's cool. That's really kind of cool. just kept going with it. So, I guess. Does your schedule and like how you fight right now does that allow you to train full time or do you have to have another job on the side or uh, so uh, like like right now I'm a trainer at Title Boxing oh cool okay part time and yeah my manager Matt you know he he works with me I can like I pretty much just kind of work whenever I want that's to, cool basically. that's awesome and I have clients also and I kind of just schedule them around my training schedule right but I'm also a, a student at WSU I have one more year nice dude. so this almost is my senior there. yeah I'm almost there so you know. Let's just say I'm a busy guy, but I revolve everything, even my school schedule, around my training. So nice. I make sure I can train full time. I train two to three times a day, and then everything else is kind of revolved around there. So it all works out. Busy, but it all works yeah, out. Yeah, it's good stuff. What are you studying? Uh, marketing and management. Very cool. Yeah. Nice. Even more well-rounded. So yeah, that's just, cool. it's, gonna, it's only going to help me, you know? Cool. So uh, you mentioned you train at Valor. Is that the main? No. Uh, so man, like uh, I first started training at with you know so that kickboxing coach that mm-hmm. uh, I trained with, uh, we're called JMTK, sure, which yeah. is Jan- Jandira Muay Thai Kickboxing, what it stands for. But as time as time goes, 
I'm not really fighting anybody from here anymore. Sure. At this point, uh, where I'm at five and zero, I'm fighting guys only from out of town, nice. from Florida. I mean, you've earned that. Maybe yeah. Even, yeah, you know, I'm not fighting anybody from here anymore. So I'm training everywhere. I mean, that's cool. All I guess gym- it could be a little conflict of interest before, yeah. but now you're right. probably good. But all the gyms here, they support me. Valor MMA, La Silva MMA, JMTK. You know, I train at Tyler Boxing, Northside Boxing with Nico Hernandez, and oh, yeah. all that. You know, I mean, I, I I use what I can. You know, I use what I can around here. Um, army cut motivational fitness. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I pretty much train at all the all the premier gyms here. That's cool for sure. Very cool. Um, so non fight prep, just kind of in general training versus training for a fight. Like, what is the general training what look difference? like right now? Like, how do you how do you break <laughs> up the different stuff? Like, how do you uh, balance weightlifting and kickboxing and jujitsu? Man, and all that? so man, so okay, so for the fight, for like if I'm fighting somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, during a training camp, it's very specific because we do what we – like, there's, like, a game plan on how to mm-hmm. beat the guy, right? So I, I formulate my training schedule around that. Like, let's just say I might need to work a little bit more on the ground. Mm-hmm. So I'll be doing probably jiu-jitsu two to three times a week more than I'm doing kickboxing, stuff like that. But generally, MMA, overall, like, my the training is different every day, which is what – that's what I like about MMA other than other sports because Monday I'm doing boxing. Tuesday is wrestling, Wednesday is jiu-jitsu, and then like it keeps going on to different things throughout yeah, yeah. the week. So you're not like boxing, 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 boxing. You're not doing the same thing every day. Because then once you do boxing once a week, you're like, oh, I need, I need more of that now because you're doing everything different. That's right. the beautiful thing about MMA. But compared to now, like – and also the diet. The diet is the biggest thing because yeah. I cut – I walk around like 175. I was ask, yeah. But I cut down to 145. So I cut 30 pounds. I'm 175, 180, and I can't imagine yeah. cutting that much. Right I cut 100. Yeah, I'm 175 pounds, but I cut down to 145. I'm a pretty big 145er, but you know, so the diet is like key. Mm-hmm. I mean, training is also key. It's 50 50. But now, um, you know, I'm not saying I can eat whatever I want, so I keep it pretty healthy for the most part. Mm-hmm. But you know, I can have some cheap meals here and there. Sure. If I really want something, I'll eat it. But I'm still training every day, though. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I'm not just doing it just to like. I, I'm doing this to better myself because i'm like i said i'm trying to move up and Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to stay complacent uh fighting or not i'm just training every single day getting better so do you focus a lot on weightlifting is there any certain time during the year or anything yeah i mean not really a certain time during the year so right now i'm I'm, like i'm focusing on getting bigger stronger um i have some jujitsu competitions coming up here soon so just working on my hip strength stuff like that mm-hmm. my me and my trainer jack miller i don't know if oh you yeah, yeah. Yep. jack miller is my trainer at he's a good guy. yeah he's a great guy and we're working on just getting bigger and getting stronger but also maintaining the endurance and so i'm not i'm not really doing like just you know going there doing curls or nothing like that. i'm doing like right. olympic level oh, like yeah. olympic lifts, stuff so. like that to get stronger so yeah mm-hmm. um there's definitely times for that so for the diet did you do you have any special kind of diet do you like focus on ketogenic or intermittent fasting or anything like that or just so kind I, of eating healthy so i've been well so i've been doing it for so long like um i have i do have a nutritionist mm-hmm. kenny pendigo but um i've kind of i've known how to do it first because i used to wrestle i used to come yeah, with that's it sure. i know i kind of know what i like to eat stuff like that like taste wise and like what's good for me like i've tried a lot of different type of diets mm-hmm. and i kind of know what works out for me so um, one my meal prep sponsor, three one six meal preps. I, I kind of just give them like a, they, I just give them like this is what I need, like a customized yeah. meal prep plan, and every single time I make weight, every nice. single time I feel good. That's cool. So why change that? 
and like make make your body feel different for a right. fight when every every single time you've done that diet you made weight right on the dot yep. and everything works out so. cool is the weigh-in the night before or is it the morning of? i know in like sometimes in high school wrestling it used to be like the morning <coughs> of or something but yeah yeah, yeah. In, like, in high school it was the morning of but so in mma it's the night before That's or good. the morning before so like Ooh, now nice. they have a new rule just for safety of the fighters because some guys like i guess some guys like passed out or kill yourself I'm yeah, trying to just doing too much so um uh yeah i we usually weigh in in the morning before and then gain back on that so like i'm 145 <laughs> i'm 145 for maybe only an hour wow, at most yeah. as soon as i drink water i gain like five pounds back oh yeah and then i eat on the day of the fight i'm about 165 167 that's unbelievable yeah, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. insane so i gain a, like i gain a lot of weight back pretty quick so that, so that helps. If you can go all the way from 175, you end up, I mean, I don't know what they, the other fighters weigh walking right. around, but you probably have a yeah. little bit of advantage. Yeah, I mean, usually, uh, I mean, guys in the UFC, they're usually just as big as me or even a little bit smaller. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel I feel big at this weight class yeah. for sure. My last fight was at 160. Oh, was it really? And I still cut 15 pounds right. for it, but I felt really strong there too. Yeah. So. so is 145 the sweet spot for you? I think 145 is the sweet spot. I mean, you never know. I might move up to 155, but... Right now, it's working. I'm undefeated at 145. I feel good when I cut down there. Yeah, keep it going. I'm good. Cool. Um, so, again, I'm not super knowledgeable with all this stuff. So, I know there's a lot of organizations I've heard. I mean, there's UFC, Bellator, Pride, Strike Force, yeah. UFC, yeah. LFA, all that stuff. Right, right. So, could you explain just a little bit for people that might not know how those work? Or um, So, basically, like, what I'm finding out right now is Evolution Fighting Championships. It's a, like, it's... Well, it's Kansas' premier okay. organization for sure, but it's more like a regional show. Mm-hmm. And basically, what you fighters usually work from these regional shows up to like LFA, which is like nationally televised. It's like the farming, like it's like the farming league for the UFC. Like right, the UFC, right. that's where the UFC will go to look uh, for fights, stuff like that. And then like Pride, I mean Pride and like Bell- Bellator is like, how do I can explain this? Like you, let's say UFC is like Gatorade, Bellator is like Powerade. Okay, they're like competitors, right, but right. like, but the UFC is just the it's the NBA of fighting. Right, you know what I mean. So yeah, all these sense. other organizations are are big organizations, but um, the UFC is the main one that everybody wants to get to. I don't care about any other anything right. else, but yeah, but that. So people don't shoot for Bellator necessarily. Maybe as a stepping stone, but they want to get to. The yeah, UFC. I mean, it just it just depends on who you are. Uh, yeah. some, some people like to say in Bellator because Bellator will still pay you good stuff okay. like that. But yeah, me, yeah. it's it's not all about the money for me. I just want to fight the best in the world. Yeah, and I want to be the best in the world. I love it. So um, the UFC is. I don't. Even, I'm not even looking at anything else but the UFC. So that's awesome. Uh, so how is Wichita for the development? As a fighter, because I know there's several other good, good guys. We mentioned Marcio, and he just retired. Um, and yeah. then there's the Caveman. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know yeah. him, but I've heard about him. Yeah, that's so. my guy, man. Caveman. Uh, we actually just went to uh, London to fight. Oh wow! He he went over there and fought uh, Michael Venom Page. It didn't go our way, but uh, Michael Venom Page is like the number one, uh, like one of the number one prospects in Bellator. Very cool. Undefeated, like fourteen to zero. But uh, yeah, David Rickles, he's a monster. I mean, he's he was one of the first people that I looked up to that I wanted to follow his footsteps when I was like 15 years old. When I was right. 15 years old, David, I think Dave, that's when David Rickles made his first like pro fight or something yeah. like that. But I've seen him grow. And uh, yeah, he's he's definitely the most known fighter, the most, um, ha- has the most under his belt mm-hmm. in, in, in Wichita. So cool. um, he's one of my main training partners now. Uh, we have Chris Harris. I mean, honestly, anybody that I train with, we have Tyler. Um, 
uh, Alex, anybody that I train with were either undefeated phenoms or yeah. were, I mean, the gym that I'm training at, James TK, if you want to be a professional fighter, that's the gym to go to. I mean, there's like, right. I love Valor. I love all my other gyms, but they kind of have their own strengths. Like, yeah. Valor is really good for jiu-jitsu. Right. Um, with Silva, really good for jiu-jitsu. They have their fighters, stuff like that. But James TK, if you want to be the best of the best, at least in the re- at least the most in the regional area, you're going to come train with us. So, I mean, I train with all all the best fighters in Wichita. Period. Yeah. So, that's awesome, dude. It's cool just to hear like the whole city's behind you too. Like you can work out at all these gyms. Mm-hmm. You've got right the sponsor with the food. You've got the other gym, Omnicut. Like it's so cool. Right. Like everybody's yeah, working. Yeah. To- and you know that's why I love. That's why I love. Like uh, that's why I love about my city. Like everybody's supporting me no matter where I go, what I do. You know, so um, that that gives me a lot of motivation too, man. Oh yeah. So. Um, so do you watch a lot of other fights? So like, do you watch a lot of film your opponent, or do you watch like every UFC fight when it comes on? Do you watch a lot of fights? Yeah, I love watching fights. I mean, like I said, I was a fan of the sport yeah. first, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, of course I watch all the fights, stuff like that. You know, I'm really into it. You know, I'm passionate. Like I'm passionate about the sport and like everything. So um, I definitely watch it a lot. Cool, cool. So what is it like leading up to a fight? Like, what's the mindset? Maybe like a week before, day before, and then like walking out. What's on your mind? Oh man, so like, so like, let's talk about like fight week. Yeah. I guess. So yeah, like, sure. fight week. I'm thinking, you know, well, first off, I'm just like, I, by that time, I've <laughs> trained for like two to three months already. By the time, I'm like, man, I'm so sick of training. Like, mm-hmm. I'm done. Like, I'm done, bro. Like, I'm done with training. <laughs> it's finally fight week. So I'm like that. excited. There's a lot of mixed emotions on fight week, man. So like, I'm Monday. I'm just like, this is like my last hard session right here. After Monday, I'm like, all right, no more hard training. Like everything from here on is like, just make way. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, make sure you don't get injured and just like it's all like mindset at that point. So, um, you know, just leading up to the fight, I'm, I'm pretty calm. Like I usually get nervous like two weeks, like uh, like no, not two weeks out, like 10 weeks out. Yeah, because like I'm like, oh, I'm not in shape right now. Like I got to go work out. <laughs> yeah, I watch film my opponents, stuff like that. We study them. We break them down, all that stuff. But like once if, as as the fight gets closer, like I can see myself gaining more and more confidence. Mm-hmm. And then um, by the time I walk out, man, um, I really don't feel it. I kind of go into like a a dark place. Like yeah. I'm not really me anymore. Like right, I kind of right. really don't think about anything. Like when, especially when my song comes on, yeah, and all that. And I, I have like my coaches are yelling at me. You know, they're cussing and like I mean they're just like just like getting me hyped up. Oh, like yeah. I don't. I kind of don't really even hear them. I'm kind of just like in the zone. In like. I'm like in this like dark little bubble, just like looking at my. It was like it's actually tunnel vision because I don't see right. anybody else. When I, uh, one of my friends was joking around like because he's like he's like hey you like people give you high fives on the way out like he's like man you didn't even give me a high five I'm like bro I didn't even see you you know like, yeah, I, can't, yeah. I can't see anybody like I'm so focused, and I think that's what um, edges me compared to some maybe some other people. I right. mean everybody's different. Don't get me wrong, but like, some guys go out there laughing, dancing. I can't do that. I feel like I'm just like I'm not tense, but I'm just like I'm so focused. For I'm sure. just ready to like kill somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, that's awesome. You know, like I mean, as crazy as sounds, but you know, and then once once that cage door locks, it's just like all that all my training, everything leads up to that point. It's just kind of like a instinct. Like I don't, right. I'm not even thinking. I'm kind of like oh, I've already done this in the gym. You put in, times. you put in the work. Yeah, and, yeah. So that's that's, awesome. that's how that's how my head usually is, you know. Cool, cool. Do you have one song that you always walk out to? Uh, I did for a while, but uh, I'm I'm starting to switch it up. Uh, um, a couple of my friends, uh, Lucid and okay, yeah, uh, I know him. yeah, Lucid and my friend Plainview, 
they've uh, made me a couple different songs they, really? for me to walk out that's to. Legit. Shout out to them. They're from Wichita too. So like, I like supporting anybody that's from Wichita, stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I just that's cool. I did have a song for a while. But. Nice. Um, so your fourteen one is an amateur. Um, five and five and zero now. Is that what you said? Um, five and zero as in in MMA. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what is it like to go the distance versus like finishing a fight early? Like, oh, man, is it? I know it's a lot different. It's scenario, a lot different. So, so I've only had one uh, decision in yeah. all my in all my uh, in all my fights. Uh, it feels good to finish somebody, yeah. But I learn so much more when I fight three rounds, and mm-hmm. I like fighting three rounds. Yeah. I mean, I like both in their different ways. I like finishing somebody quick, so I don't have any scratches on my face. Right. I can go out, <laughs> hang out my friends, party, you know, highlight reel. But those three round battles, like I'm glad I, I at least have one of them. Yeah. Uh, the one that I fought three rounds, I fought a tough, tough dude. I was kneeing that guy in the head, elbowing Garrett him. Mueller. Yeah, I, I watched was, that one on YouTube. That was pretty. Oh, uh, we were. It was a war, and I mean, I was beating him up and. He wasn't, you know, he kept coming back, and um, I learned a lot from that fight. I learned that I showed myself that I can go three rounds. Yeah. So um, that, that's about the difference. I mean, and, you know, uh, I think you learn a lot more when you go three rounds than just finishing somebody. Right. You know. So do, you, do you have a favorite, like, move or kick when you're fighting? Because uh, yeah. from, from that fight, some of the other fights look like you have a nice little, like, spinning, spinning back, back kick. <laughs> that's, why, that's why everybody says, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's my bread and butter. Like I said, I've literally done that since I was five years old. Yeah, so that helps. I've literally, like, you know, straight, like, like we talked about earlier, like karate, taekwondo, I've literally done that since I was five years old, so that comes natural to me. Now, that's probably my bread and butter, but, I mean, as of my last fight, I guess my spinning heel kick is good, too. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, yeah. we'll see. Um, so when you're preparing, are you so you're obviously like looking for weaknesses of somebody, or you're like, all right, this fight I'm gonna try to submit them, or this fight I'm gonna try to knock them out. Is that something that goes through your mind, or you're just trying to just prepare overall? Uh, well, the thing about me is, yes, I have something like in my head before, like mm-hmm. this guy probably will, I could probably knock this guy out, right. or this guy's more susceptible to like getting choked or something. Right, like that. Right. But when I'm actually in there. That's in my back of my head, but like I'm not thinking that way. I'm thinking like I can finish this guy anywhere. Right. I mean, doesn't matter if he's if, just, it, if he if, slips up anywhere. I'm gonna take anywhere. It. I mean, I I want to be dangerous everywhere. Yes, I might think that okay, like he's more, maybe more weak here, or whatever. But I wanna. Sometimes I like beating guys at their own game. Too, yeah. You know. So um, I just look for openings, and when I see an opening, I'm gonna finish you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. How do you balance being confident versus being cocky? Because I know there's a pretty fine line, especially mm-hmm. when, I mean, you're 5-0 and and right. had a really good amateur career as well. You know, yeah, I mean, the main thing for me is just to be humble and always know that there's so much more to learn, yeah. you know. Um, yes, I'm a confident fighter and I'm outspoken and I want to let people know I'm on my way to the UFC and I'm working to be one of the best in the world. You know, that's my goal. But at the same time, like, that's just, that's like, I'm not saying that's for show, but people will like to see that. Right. Oh, people yeah. will like to see some guy that's out there. So I, I understand that part. But like when I'm in the gym and stuff like that, you know, uh, I'm a student of the game no matter yeah. what. Every single day with all my coaches, and it's all about respect. And even even for my opponents, after you fight, after I fight, all my opponents, you know, yeah. we're, we're it's all about respect. So um, that's that's how I feel about it. Uh, I don't see myself as cocky. I see myself as confident. But you know, if 
if it were ever to get to that point, I would know not to uh, cross yeah. that line, I guess. Right. And but, you definitely come come off humble and confident rather than cocky, for sure. Uh, <laughs> thank you. But, it, I mean, it definitely is important because you got to have personality for the right, UFC, right, too. I mean, right. a lot of those guys, you can see them. They'll be talking trash yeah, up, up to it. Exactly. You know? But you see him after the fight, and he's overshaking their hand most of the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The respectful so part. So it's 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 a business, you know. It's a, it's a, we're in an entertainment business, and you have to do what you have to do to be different. You have to do what you have to do to get people to watch your fight. So I understand that part, you know. Oh yeah. I mean, we're fighting. I mean, a little bit of talking. That's nothing compared to getting punched in the face. I mean, right. you're watching some guys fight each other. What do you expect for them to hug each yeah, other? Exactly. Stuff, you know. So it is what it is, and it comes with the sport. Yep. Yep. Um, so how far? Or how do you decide like who you fight? Do you pick? Do you see somebody you're like, all right, this guy is higher up in the ranks than me. I want to go challenge him, or is it um, just kind of you and your agent? And- so I mean, it's me, and my agent, and the promoter. Yeah. Those are the three people that work things out. They throw me some opponents. Um, we we talk about it with my manager, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. But it's usually one hundred percent up to the promoter who I fight of that organization. Mm-hmm. But um, we we kind of all just work together on what what's the best decision for me to move up. What's the best fight? Yeah. Stuff like that. What's the money fight? What's yeah, yeah. a good fight? You know, stuff like that. That's cool. So, um, how far ahead of time do you figure out who you're fighting? Is it like four oh, man, months so, ahead, and then well, like see, three months you start training see, for that? Or see, sometimes like you get random offers, like you know, like we were talking about before, like three, four weeks out, like, hey, you want to fight this guy? I'm like, oh, like that came yeah. out of nowhere. Right. But I mean, I like to, as much as I can, I like to plan my fights out. That's not going to be always the case because once you get to the UFC, you're fighting at such a high level. Sometimes you just have to take a fight. You have to be ready at yeah, all yeah. times. And I understand that. But now, as much as I can control it, I'm going to control it. So uh, right. probably like uh, two to three months out, you'll know. Cool. And that's when I usually start my training. Camp. Do you have a line kind of drawn like, you're not taking anything. I mean, right uh, now that you're kind of in control of what you're right. doing, is there like less than five weeks or less than four weeks? Right. Probably not. See, yeah, I mean, it just depends on the fight as yeah. well. But like, yeah, I mean, we were talking earlier yeah, about yeah. some stuff. But yeah, I just want to make sure at this point, at where I'm at right now, like I said, it's things completely change if I'm in the UFC. I'm at the highest level. I right. should always be ready. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm preparing myself to get to the UFC. I need to be smart mm-hmm. and I need to pick the right fights. And, uh, yeah, I want to make sure I'm in there 100% ready to go and, you know, like, not doubting that, man, I didn't have enough time to train where I could have just said, okay, right, you know, like, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, I I like to have 9 to 12 weeks of training. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool, cool. So, how many fights do you try to, do you have a certain amount of fights you like to get in per year or just... <clears throat> no, whenever opportunity presents itself uh, no it's I, like I said as much as I can plan that out too yeah. I do so like let's just say right now like I just did a kickboxing fight right now I'm not even I haven't even planned my next next fight yet necessarily mm-hmm. um, there is a fight in October and we'll see about what happens with that uh, we're speculating on that one but if that one doesn't go through then I have these jiu-jitsu tournaments coming up I'm in the stage where I just want to better myself and then yeah. maybe in the spring I'll do I'll do another fight or something cool. like that. Yeah. The sparring you do, like at JMTK, is that pretty – like how would you compare that? Let's say a fight is level 10. Right. What, what level is the sparring? So like with my sparring anywhere, um, I, ha- I go hard. So like the fight is a 10. I go like at an 8 or a 9, maybe like no more than once a week. Sure. And then, like, all the other sparring is, like, at 50%. Right. Go hard, but be smart. Be Go hard, but be smart. And then, like, all the other is 
pretty fairly like i mean we go at each other you know we're sometimes it gets competitive and then we go mm-hmm. at each other but we as professionals can control ourselves it's actually more dangerous to go with the beginner because right. those beginners like they don't yes they might not be good but they don't really know what they're doing and then right. it's just like just going crazy like, yo like calm down you know chill yeah. <laughs> don't we're not trying to knock each other's head off right now but yeah. um uh, yeah, I mean, the main thing, the only thing I really have uh, to say about sparring is, you know, just make sure you spar smart, mm-hmm. you know, so. Cool. Um, what advice would you have for younger people that are wanting to get into fighting, whether it's just to take a class or potentially competitively? <laughs> well, I mean, the first thing I have to say is not like, I feel like some people are kind of maybe intimidated, maybe a little bit like, oh, like, you know, I'm just going to get beat up or, you know, like, well, the schools I train out around here, at least. You know, there's all levels, beginners, intermediate. I mean, you've been to some. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was cool. It was fun. Yeah, it was, right? it's a lot of no fun. one was pressuring you to do anything like no. it was like it's a, a family. Thing. It's cool. It's a family. And I mean, you probably wanted to actually do some more, mm-hmm. you know, but um, just like just don't be scared. Just go into a gym. Most gyms here have like a week free trial. Mm-hmm. Try it out. All the gyms here are very nice. Valor, JMTK, especially when it comes to our gym. There's levels. We're not going to throw you with the wolves right away. But um, try it out, and not everybody has to be a fighter either. There's plenty of people who do it as a hobby, and I guarantee you it's good because you learn self-defense, and Mm -hmm. you learn more than just physical. You learn, like, self-discipline. You learn how to be humble. And then, yeah, if you like it, try out amateur fight, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and see how it goes. But my... My main advice is just the main thing is to just do it. Like everybody, what's your advice? Like, well, if you haven't done it yet, I can't really give you any advice. I can't help you on your technique right now, can mm-hmm. I? I can't actually give you advice. Your my only advice is like, how about you just show up on Monday? Yeah, you know, yeah. That's my advice. Awesome. Um, so we mentioned a little bit off, off recording, but what does it mean to you to represent kind of like Vietnamese culture, Asian culture, and fighting? You know, I think uh, it mean it means well, for, it means everything to me and. Uh, so like in the beginning, I wasn't thinking too much about that. I was just it was just for more of the love of the sport. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm getting a lot of recognition now in Vietnam, and um, I actually just recently went to Florida um, and did a seminar for like the Vietnamese community, like oh, cool. Vietnamese karate community there. They invited me out there, and there was like a bunch of people out there, like all the all the grand masses from all over the world came, and uh, very cool. I did an MMA seminar, and I mean I feel like I'm I'm representing my people for sure even mm-hmm. though i was born here stuff like that i'm, I'm a vietnamese at heart I'm a, that's where my roots are and uh like i said there's not very many uh asian athletes i mean kind of in general honestly so like um i've seen a lot of people give me a lot of motivation you know look up to me and like you know i've seen a lot of that so it gives me that extra push to want to even do better mm-hmm. so yeah i mean it means everything to me that's kind of almost like that's one of the reasons why I'm fighting. Now. Yeah. If, you, if someone were to ask me, it's, it used to just be like I love it, I want to keep going with that, whatever. But now it's like I'm do all that, but then it's like man, like I'm representing a whole nation of people now mm-hmm. too. So very cool. Um, so your nickname is the Ninja. Was that yeah. self given, or did somebody nickname you that? Yeah. Or? Someone. Okay. So this is how this is how that went down. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when I was training in Florida, like. Uh, all my teammates and stuff like that, they used to just call me Ninja. I was like, what's up, Ninja? Like, stuff like that. And, like, I didn't have a nickname. It was just, like, Steven, Win, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, they just called me, like, shout out to my boy Joe. But he, like, just kept calling me that over and over. And, like, I I, ha- I didn't even use it at all when I was in Florida. Like, I did, like, three three amateur fights there. I didn't use it at all. But, like, when I once I came back. And, like, it's kind of like my style, though, too. Like, yeah. my style is, like, 
you know, I'm, I do kind of crazy kicks and like flashy stuff yeah, like yeah. that and kind of move, you know, differently. So like, you know, like, oh, that makes sense. And like one of the, one of the promoters like, what's your nickname? Like, well, you have to have a nickname. I was like, oh, I don't know. And actually that fight, I didn't even tell him anything. And I went home, oh, yeah, I should have a nickname. I was like, it'll make, it was like, and then I was just like, the ninja would probably be I like it, it dude. And That's I awesome. said that, you know, like all my, I told my, my friend Joe and everybody, like, yeah, dude, that, that, that works out for me. <laughs> so people already started calling me that and that's kind of what gave me the idea. But I mean, that was their nickname for me. Yeah. Already. That's awesome. So, so I was doing some research, just Googling you a little bit, found some at different interviews and whatnot. So yeah. I came across an audition tape for the Power Rangers. <laughs> so is acting something you want to get into? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, me and my manager Jason, uh, you know, there was like a casting call for the Power Rangers. I actually made it to the second round, which is pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, but um, yeah, so the, you know, we just thought that uh, he was like, man, you have the perfect, like, you have the personality kind of for it, and like you know, uh, you have the moves and martial yeah. arts. Like, why not? Let's just do it for fun. So. You know, we put in an audition tape. I made it to the second round. But after that, I don't think I haven't heard anything <laughs> back yet. But, I mean, it was something cool for oh, me to yeah, try. why not? Yeah, I mean, you know, if I made it, I make it. But, like, it was something from – it was just something really spontaneous. And that's funny because I did that on the week of my fight. Not not this last one, but the one before that, oh, yeah. April. He's like, you know, like, you had you had to submit it by this amount of time. I was like, oh, it's fight week. He's like, just do it. Just do it. So I did it. And – you know, it was just something for experience, just something fun. Yeah, dude, that is that's much, cool. That's really cool. Much. And who knows what if something hey, did happen? That's hey, pretty cool. Exactly. Who knows? So awesome. Can you tell me a little bit more about your trip to Florida recently? So um, my my trip in Florida, I went out there in like a couple different gyms. So I, I did go back to my uh, gym where I did like all my amateur fights, the Jungle MMA, got some good rounds in there. But um, a couple other gyms were there, uh, American Top Team. And uh, just some, and then I trained out on the beach with uh, uh, what's his one of my coaches out there, and uh, it was it was good training. It was good training. There's a lot of high level guys out there. Uh, we got some good rounds in. But the funny thing is, like, so I was there for vacation. Yeah, you know, I was there for vacation. So you know, not gonna lie, I was out partying yeah. late that night. Why I mean, not? not every single day, but got to enjoy uh, it. Yeah, I was enjoying. I was going out, having a good time. And uh, one of the one of the days to train there was on Saturday. Like that was like one of the premier days. It's like sparring day where you mm -hmm. just put the gloves on, no technique, we go. Like time yeah. to go. And like on Friday night, like I think I got home like at three a.m. And like the training, <laughs> the training was like at eleven a.m. And I was just like, oh my god, here we go. I was like, I, was like, I might not even show up, but I got myself to show up. I was super tired, and like I just remember like the very first guy I went with, like he just popped me real hard. I was like oh, sh I was like okay, like, like up. I was like, is this what we're doing today? Like I wasn't like. I wasn't mad, but I was just like, okay, this is what we're doing today. And I was like, oh, dang it. So I had to turn it up and stuff. But it was good. I mean, all the guys there are legit guys. Uh, good thing I caught a second win or I would have been, like, throwing up or something. But I didn't throw up, <laughs> which is good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was great training out there for sure. Cool. Um, so we're going to switch it up a little bit here. Um, what is something you often recommend to people? It could be a Netflix show, a book, oh, music. Shows? Oh, my God. Uh, so no one knows about this. Well, I mean, some people do, like my close friends do, but I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. Okay, I love Game of Thrones. Like, huge. Like, I know, I probably know everything about it, honestly. I I, I know, I've, I probably watched this, all three, all the seasons through, like, twice already. Yeah. You know, I just, so, I mean, that's why I recommend it to people. I mean, outside of fighting, like, mm -hmm. if, if we're just talking about stuff, like, man, like, what shows do you watch? I'm like, oh, have you seen Game of Thrones yet? Most people have seen it. I'm a big fan. Yeah. You I know, love it. It's awesome. It's good stuff. It's awesome. Um, do you have a morning routine? And if so, like, how did you go about developing that morning routine? 
Um, so, see, so it just depends on like the time period. So, like, it's summer right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, start, school starts next week. So, like, it's different. It's different, especially when I'm in training camp. So, I'm, I'm usually in training camp. I mean, 50, like throughout the year, like I'm usually in training camp two thirds of the time. Yeah, so, yeah. my, I definitely have a ritual, and it's it's pretty long. But basically, I get up, I go to school. So, I usually go to school from like eight to twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as I'm done with that, I have a little bit of time. But before school. I'm training already. So sure. I, I train in the morning, like super early in the morning, go to school from like 8 to 12, have a little mini break. I might work, go to work, mm-hmm. do like train a client or two, something like that, get my work in. And then again, I have, uh, evening training, like like technique training, like jujitsu, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. At, in the evening, by the time I'm done that, it's like 8 o'clock already. I go home, I have to study, and then I go to sleep. And, and watch the Game of Thrones. Game of, you know, Game of Thrones, whatever I want to do, a little bit of time of whatever I want to do, but then it's wake up, do it again, grind it out again. So that's usually what my schedule is. Uh, schedule is like cool. when I'm in training camp, super busy, mm-hmm. just going at it. Do you have a favorite failure or anything, any aspect of life, training, um, school? I mean, my probably my favorite failure in fighting is when I lost my very first fight. Um, you know, fourteen to one. I've lost my very first fight when I was like five and no. Like it was like early in my career. Mm-hmm. I think I was like only like twenty or something like that. And like I was five and no. And at that time, I was cocky. At that time, yeah. I was like, no one can beat me right now. I took a, a last minute fight on like three weeks' notice against uh, a, at a higher weight class. Like it mm-hmm. was like one fifty or one fifty five. And like at that time, I was like, I was a little bit smaller than I was now. I was mm-hmm. like, I was only cutting like ten pounds. Mm-hmm. I was like walking to 155 so I was like barely cutting away and uh, I, that's when I lost my first fight I got armbarred in the first round and like after that fight it like humbled me so much and I just like you know well first of all that fight was like so devastating to me now you mm-hmm. know I was like oh my god I can't believe I lost a fight I never lost a fight before uh, but after that fight like I knew what I needed to work on and like I kind of stayed low key for a minute and just like trained my and working that aspect. So my wrestling wasn't good at that at mm-hmm. that time. Now I'm taking everybody down. Right. But um, my wrestling wasn't as good at that time, and I was getting taken down and stuff like that. So I just worked on my wrestling, honestly, for like the last, and still to this day, for mm-hmm. like the last five, six years. So I think that's like my biggest learning lesson, for sure. Yeah. You know, just like, I think you learn the most when you lose a fight. Because when you win a fight, you're thinking, you know, hey, I want to fight. Everything, everything's, everybody's so happy. And, like, you know, you don't think about it too much. You're just looking at the highlight reel, stuff like that. But <laughs> when you lose a fight, you think about so much. Like, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. Everything like that. So I'm glad I lost when I'm an amateur because now I'm undefeated as a pro, you know. But um, I'm glad I had that experience and I learned the most from that fight than any of my other fights. Right. So, yeah. Very cool. What is your definition of success? Um, and there's definition of success i mean i think the main thing is if you're just happy with yeah. what you're doing you know what i'm saying like just like a lot of times i've i've thought about this a lot of times like man like you know i am getting a degree like well, i don't have to be fighting right now like a lot of things can happen like and like like i said at the very beginning like my parents a lot of the people around me i've gotten asked about like man like it's dangerous like how long do you think your career will re- re- realistically last like mm-hmm. what if you just like end your career you know stuff like that and, it's like I don't want to have any regrets. Yeah. Like, yes, I'm smart. You know, I'm getting a degree, Plan mm-hmm. B. You know, I'm securing my future, but I don't want to give it away. I never want to go in the future and be like, what if? Mm-hmm. Like, what if I like, you know, I'm good. Like, I'm doing good right now. What? What's the point of not of just completely stopping? You know, I don't want to go in the future and ask myself like, what if? So, um, 
I think the main thing to being happy is doing what you love, and I feel like that's I'm doing what I love right now. So I'm happy. Awesome. There you go. Good stuff. And everything else, everything else nice will come with it, right? Yeah. Like everything else, the money, like whatever you want will come with it if you're doing something that you love and you're really passionate about and you're good at it. Right. You know? So. For sure. Put the work in. Um, what's the best advice you've received or a life motto you live by? Um, if you have one. You kind of said that. I mean, be happy, but. Right. There... I mean, like a life motto, like, you know, um, I feel like as long as, long as you don't cheat cheat your way out of anything you know like uh you just put in the work like me it's all about just hard true hard work like straight hard work and i know a lot of people say that whatever but it's true it's if you put in the work and you work your ass off and you're really passionate about it then you'll win then you know you'll get what you want in life so i mean that's that's how i've always been looking at i'm every anybody who's trained with me just knows that like i'm super picky about stuff like if i like sometimes so i allow myself some cheat meals during my training camp like if i even Mm -hmm. eat like one chip i'm like all right i have to run five minutes tomorrow you know like i'm very 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 dedicated and that's like my motto almost like i have i'm that's why like when i get offered some fights like last minute I'm just like I have to make sure I have to be 100% mm-hmm. like I said I mean that might not always be because sometimes you have to take risks right sometimes you just take ri- big uh, big risk big reward but if you control it you know I want to make sure I'm 100% at everything so that's why I feel like that's one reason why I am undefeated as well because um, I feel like I'm very dedicated and I'm so into detail mm-hmm. you know so that's like kind of like not really my motto, but that's just kind of like what I've always lived by. Yeah. If I'm doing something, I'm going in there 100%. I'm not going to half-fast anything. Cool. So. Cool. Um, do you have any habits that you've developed over the past few years? Or like what's the habit that's most helped your life the last couple of years? Uh, I already know this one all right off the bat. So like eating healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel you. I mean, I feel like that's everybody. I mean, um, at the very beginning of my career, I mean, just me in general, you know not eating the most healthiest but man just when you eat good you feel good and you feel good you do good so oh, yeah you know i think that's the biggest change for sure cool in my last mm-hmm. couple of years is just eating healthy yeah so, um so i saw in one interview um i don't know if it was an actual interview or if it was written but um that you help out at a local children's hospital is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. I just want to, one, first thing, just recognize it's awesome that you do give back to the yeah, community. That of course. Get behind you. And do you have any comments on that? And um, what you know, do you do there? Um, so uh, one of my sponsors, Parks Motors, uh, they're teamed up with, like, that children's hospital. And it wasn't just me. It was me, David Rickles, and some mm-hmm. couple of my teammates. And, you know, uh, the people there, I mean, they get excited about anything, you know. And um, they rarely get to see people you know, like, I'm not going to say famous people, but people that, you know, that they would like to look up to. So, yeah. like, we, I, I brought my belt there. That's and cool. Like we walked in. I'm like, yeah. You know, like, as soon as I went in, I just started yelling and, like, everybody stood up. And, <laughs> uh, it's a great feeling to see, to do that. You know, I've, I've always liked doing that because I've, I've, I've been there when I was a kid. I just remember seeing something that I looked up to, how happy I was. So, mm-hmm. I know that feeling. So, it's, it's good to give back and um, do that type of stuff it was awesome that's awesome man. and i look forward to do more of that stuff and uh for, for so for some of my fights i want to also give a shout out to my boy mike he's uh this kid he has down syndrome and i walk him out for all of my fights that's incredible and uh his story is awesome so like um you know he, he's a big fan of sports mma basketball anything like that and mm-hmm. uh i guess um i don't remember too clearly um but 
he went to East High School, and there's mm-hmm. like this big case about like how he couldn't get like a letter jacket or something like sure. that, and like it was, you know, they stripped him away from the letter jacket, you know, and it was like, you know, like it, it got big, and I was like, you know what, like, who needs that? Just you can come walk out with me for my very. It was my very first professional fight. Nice. It was like I mean thousands of it's people. A big there. deal, yeah. And you know, uh, the news covered it, like Cake News. Like it was, it was, it was really cool. I let him walk out with my shirt, and then now like Nico Hernandez, yeah, he walked out with him oh, for his last cool. fight. So like it's nice. kind of like it's kind of been it's a growing, thing. yeah, yeah. It's kind of been a thing, and um, you know, we ch- we hang out outside of fighting. Like I train him. We like go out to eat, hang out, stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I feel like it helped help. help build him confidence too yeah. you know what i'm saying like he's anytime he sees me now he's just like <laughs> when the very first time i met him most shy kid that i've ever seen like just you know didn't even talk to me that much so i was like i was always talking to him but but now anytime he sees me he's like puts his hands up and he's like let's go like you know in my la- i have a, a vlog of my last fight and like i'm literally standing there he just punches me in the face and he's just like let's go and uh, i love it so so you know anytime i can give back to the community anytime i can um motivate somebody else um that's what makes me a fighter as well. To make, make that's why I fight for as well to like mm-hmm. motivate and inspire other people. So, awesome. Yeah. Um, what would be your favorite part of Wichita or like a hidden gem in Wichita that uh, a lot of people might not know about it? Uh, I don't. I feel like I've been to a lot of different places here, but um, my favorite, like maybe like a favorite place, sure, or restaurant, like, anything, restaurant. Oh man, I don't know. Well, the thing, okay, so the, the the funny thing about me is, like, I don't, everybody's like, what's your favorite food, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't really have one because I eat anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I eat healthy for the most part, but, like, when it's time to, like, so, like, after my fights, when I'm done fighting, like, I make it a huge deal eating, like, ice cream or, like, yeah. a burger. You earned it. Like, the most <laughs> smallest thing, like, some French fries because I haven't had it in so long. So, like, um, I like anything. I mean, I like all the restaurants here, but... um my favorite barbecue place is Angry Elephant Barbecue. Okay, um, I don't think I've been there. It's super, super. It's like a uh, hidden, hidden place. Yeah, it's like kind of on the south side, but like it's like it's just such like it's like hidden all the way in the back. It's just super, super good barbecue. I'll food. have to put that on the list. Yeah, good super, stuff. super good barbecue food. Super cool guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I'll say that Angry Elephant. Cool. So. Um, is there anything you wish Wichita had that it doesn't, or what would you improve about Wichita if you could? You know, I love I love my city and everything we have now, but and I feel like we're growing. You yeah, know, I feel like we're adding more stuff on. But um, so you know, in the future, I've been thinking about possibly moving moving out of here, uh, especially whenever I get to the UFC. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. So, um, I, you know, I don't there's I don't really have any suggestions on like exactly specific mm-hmm. what we should work on but i know what i want to do you know yeah. um, and i think uh moving in the future is something i'm thinking about so mm-hmm. yeah um so just a couple more what does wichita mean to you uh wichita is like you know so like i've i've lived in florida for a couple of years uh i traveled a lot of different places uh stuff like that but like wichita is always just gonna be like my hometown type of thing like i can go out bigger cities there's a lot of better things to do in these bigger cities right but like mm-hmm. When I'm here, it's just like a different, I mean, it's a different feeling because I'm from here, all my friends are here, my family's here, I went to school here, my teachers, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that, all the local people that I've seen growing up. So um, Wichita is like, just like, just my hometown, just where I'm from, and I can kind of never really shy away from it. Even if I like move mm-hmm. to China or like Vietnam, like I'm always going to have to come back to Wichita at least every year or right. something like that because it's just my hometown. So that means a lot to me. So uh yeah, awesome. Um, where can people find you on social media and uh, I have stuff? I have a a Facebook, Snapchat, 
Twitter, and Instagram. Um, so they can find me uh, on Instagram at Steven underscore win 145 okay and i'll link all those too in yeah the show yeah notes, go so. ahead and, yeah just link all those yeah so i have a twitter facebook all that stuff cool. so Good definitely stuff, follow me guys i'm always posting stuff and you know yeah any final comments or calls to action or anything for the community uh you know not not really uh i just i mean i appreciate you coming out here yeah to talk to me it was cool meeting you and uh talking and stuff um I don't really have much to say. Just watch out for my next fight, guys. Keep stay tuned, and uh, I'll keep uh, I'll keep fighting and keeping you guys entertained. <laughs> awesome, man! I really appreciate you coming on, and looking forward to seeing you in the UFC. Awesome, thank you. Thanks, man. Thank you to everyone who stuck it out and listened to the episode of the Wichita Life Podcast. Thanks to the local Wichita band, The Caves, for use of their song. You can find links to everything we discussed in the show notes at wichitalifeict.com. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so you don't miss any of the interviews we have coming up. If you have any comments or recommendations for our podcast, feel free to contact us at wichitalifeict at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, hasta luego.